welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Victoria Shirley. We're going to talk about something that the Biden administration has recently announced. They announced they are going to develop a proposed rule to establish the maximum nicotine level in cigarettes and other tobacco products, which will essentially lower the amount of nicotine and products in the United States. This is something unprecedented that we haven't seen a presidential administration do. So to help me understand this uh, proposal, we're going to bring on Matthew L. Myers. He's the president of the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. So we're going to go ahead and pop him up here for us. And thank you so much for joining us, Matthew. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me. All right, let's jump right into this. So the FDA says it will this new proposed rule will curb addiction by setting a maximum setting of nicotine, a maximum amounts, I should say, of nicotine. Do you think this is the best approach? I think it is a very bold and smart approach. It would bring about the greatest transformation in the tobacco industry we've seen in the last hundred years. Even today, tobacco kills almost 500,000 Americans every year. It's the number one preventable cause of premature death and disease in the United States. Reducing tobacco products to non-addictive levels would bring about a dramatic reduction in the death and disease caused by tobacco. All right, and the FDA says it is vital to focus on kids under the age of 18. Why do you think that is? Why are they focusing on that? Well, what we know is that virtually every long-term smoker starts as a teenager. 85 to 90% of kids who smoke, of adults who smoke, start as a teenager. So when you're seeing somebody die of lung cancer in their 50s, what you're seeing is the last chapter of a book began as an adolescent. If we can stop kids from starting to smoke, then we can prevent tobacco-related diseases. All right, and I see that they want this to go into effect by 2023, and it seems to have been in the works for years. Why do you think it's taken so long? Well, this would bring about a fundamental change in the industry. The reality is that um, people smoke because of the nicotine. They become addicted and they can't quit. It has taken a long time to develop the science so that the government understands exactly what would happen and how to do it. The science is now clear. If you reduce nicotine to a certain level, um, the vast majority of smokers will quit. They won't compensate and we'll see a dramatic reduction in the number of kids who start and the number of adults who quit. FDA has projected that if this goes into effect, 33 million youth will be prevented from becoming tobacco users. And in the first year alone, 5 million adults will quit smoking. That's a dramatic effect. All right, and we talked a little bit about the kids under the age of 18 and ask any high school principal and vapes are a huge problem. Speaking of vapes, we're hearing that the FDA has plans to remove Juul, which is a brand name for one of these vaping products off of the market. What do you make of that? And can you kind of briefly describe what is a Juul if people are hearing that and have no idea what that is? Well, um, first, yes, Juul is an electronic cigarette, which means it's a, a mechanism. Um, and it looks like a flash drive that contains very high levels of nicotine that doesn't burn but heats and delivers nicotine very effectively. Juul has become synonymous with youth tobacco e-cigarette use. 
When Juul was introduced, it was introduced in a sleek form. It came in flavors that appealed to kids, delivered unprecedented levels of nicotine, and was backed by a marketing campaign that it made it the next great cool thing for kids to do. As a net result, within a few years of Juul's introduction, over 5 million kids were using these products, many of them heavily addicted. The decision by FDA, if it follows through, to remove Juul from the market is the strongest sign yet that FDA is serious about reversing the youth e-cigarette epidemic. All right, and nicotine regulation has been kind of a moving target, especially when new devices come on the market and are introduced. Do you see any signs that the FDA might miss the mark at all when it comes to all of what ultimately what they're trying to do, which is get less people to be addicted to nicotine? Well, what we've learned is that you need a comprehensive approach to tobacco use. FDA needs to remove things like menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars that appeal to youth. The proposal to reduce nicotine levels will make smoking for the first time in history free choice. But FDA also has to eliminate all of the flavored e-cigarettes that have made these products so popular among our kids. What we know is if you make a product pop that appeals to kids, they'll find a way to get it. That's why FDA's approach has to be consistent, comprehensive, and well-enforced. All right, so now you, of course, are, if you're just now joining us, we're speaking with Matthew L. Myers. He is the president of the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. Of course, you advocate against tobacco use in children. When you first heard about this move, was it something that your team celebrated? Well, um, we have been working to reduce tobacco use among both children and adults for 25 years. Eliminating or reducing nicotine levels in tobacco use will have the greatest effect of any single thing that FDA could do. But it's important that FDA also follow through on its proposal to ban the sale of menthol cigarettes, which are used heavily by children and are targeted to the African-American community. And at the same time, take steps to ban the sale of flavored e-cigarettes. If FDA does all of those things, we have the potential to save literally hundreds of thousands of Americans from dying prematurely from tobacco use every year. All right, well, we thank you so much for joining us here on Local News Live. Before I let you go, I want you to have the final word. Is there anything else that you would like to emphasize or add that I haven't asked you yet? You know, it's really important for people to realize that tobacco use remains the number one preventable cause of premature death and disease in the United States. And during COVID, what it is exposed is that it disproportionately affects low-income individuals, African-Americans, and others. Reducing tobacco use remains a major public health priority. All right. Well, again, we thank Matthew Myers of the president of the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids for joining us here on Local News Live. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. It's a developing story that we'll continue following in the weeks and months to come. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having us.